0: I think this crowd can do a lot better than that. Up on your feet for a moment and just thank God that Jesus is risen from the dead. He's alive and alive forevermore. And he's in this room this morning. How many believe that Jesus is risen from the dead and he's alive and alive forevermore? Praise God. Praise God. Right now we're going to pray before you sit down. And I'm going to pray that God will touch you. You may have come here this morning carrying all sorts of stuff into this room. Maybe you're sick in your body. Maybe there's worry in your heart. Maybe it is there's trauma in your life. Maybe you're battling this, that, and the other. I want you to know you're in a safe place this morning. (laughs) We made sure of that. You were wanted as you came in. but the. The thing is that we're in the presence of God. Amen. For this morning, this becomes a sanctuary. It means a safe place. It means a place where God can meet with you. So right now, if you're in need, you reach out to God as we pray. And we're going to believe God to touch you right at the outset of this service. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you who know every single person that's walked into this room, we pray that everyone that's listening on, watching online, that they will know the presence of God coming upon them, that they will know the healing touch of Jesus, that they will feel the delivering power of Jesus, that right now, Jesus, you will be glorified in touching men and women and causing them to know that you are are alive and you are well and that you are working today. Father, have your way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Just say to the one next to you, get ready. Just tell him, get ready. You know, when we talked about this service, they asked what I felt this service ought to be like, and I said, well, you know, we celebrate on Good Friday the death of Jesus on the cross, but on Easter Sunday we celebrate the fact that death lost and that Jesus is alive and alive forevermore. And that ought to be an exciting atmosphere. In fact, I, in fact, I heard, you know, that the devil came to Jesus today and said, "You should be dead." And Jesus just looked at him and said, April Fool. <laughs> but this morning, we can sense the love and the power that's in this place. What a morning to be gathered together. And we want to welcome you as Riverside Community Church, just a few blocks up the street here, um, seeking to influence and bless the very center of this community. And um, we welcome you if you're watching online from around the world. We know there are people that are watching this morning, and we welcome you. And to everyone, we say a Happy Easter uh, to everyone that is tuning in today, whether here or online, we give you a welcome. You know, in the everyday running of life, uh, we can get so sucked down into the details of our lives that we forget what we've been reminded of this morning, that God is writing a story. It's actually called His story, history, and the fact is that you're a part of that, and God is writing your own individual story. He's writing my story. He's writing your story And and it is that we're up to our neck in working and we're up to our neck in running here, there and everywhere. We're seeking to pay the bills and keeping the boss happy and on and on and on the rush of life goes. And one day just rolls into another. We have school days, and then we have teenage days, and then we have marriage days. And then, of course, our year is marked by wedding days and funeral days. And it is that life is just marked by this. And then, of course, we have somewhere in the back of our minds the fact that there will be a conclusion to our own story we will die. You see, the fact is that this heart one day will one day give its final heartbeat. One day this hand will just fall limp. These lungs will give a final exhale of breath. See, we all die. No one escapes death. I read this, death is the most democratic thing in the whole world. It allows no discrimination or partiality. The mortality rate around the world is the same. It runs at one death per person. Psalm 89 and verse 48 says this, No one can live forever, all will die. No one can escape the power of the grave. Ecclesiastes old Old Testament book says in verse eight of chapter eight no one has the power in the day of death and so it is the genius and the rich and the poor and no one outruns death no one can outsmart it Julius Caesar died John Lennon died Elvis Presley died mother Teresa died Princess Diana died, and even one of the greatest preachers of all time, the man who spoke to over 200 million people in 115 countries, Billy Graham, died. We all die, two people a second, 7,200 people an hour. It is 172,000 people every day. Almost 57 million people every year. The greatest surgeon can perform surgery and enhance your life, but cannot stop the moment of your death. You can pop all the pills that you want. You can eat all the green vegetables that you can take. You can stay out of the sun. You can stay away from alcohol and tobacco and drugs. You may improve the quality of your life, but you will never eliminate the moment of your death. Isn't that a bummer? We all just die or do we what if this what if this life is just the first stage what if it's just the first chapter what if it's just the first line of the first chapter what if it's this life uh, is just the first word of the first line and what if the first letter of the first word uh, it, it is uh, only the part of the next chapter of our lives See, this is the promise of Easter, friends. Easter is not about dying, it's about living. Easter is not about the end being death, it's about living. It was the Sunday morning after the Friday execution. The executioners were absolutely confident that they had done their job well, they had done their work well. The spear that had gone into the side of Christ made sure that the final breath of Jesus was, in fact, his final breath. And that final breath seemed to have sucked the life and the air out of the universe. And as Jesus' body lay moldering in the grave, no one was placing bets on a resurrection. It was that as Jesus lay in that grave, the only concern the soldiers had was that those nuisance disciples, those, those nuisance disciples that followed Jesus, the fear was that these disciples would come and steal the body of Jesus out of the tomb. Not only were the soldiers concerned, but also the religious leaders were concerned Hey, Riverside, what do you get in your mind when I say the word Pharisees? I've trained them well. The religious rulers and the Pharisees. They were concerned... They said, command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest His disciples come by night and steal Him away and say to the people that He's risen from the dead. But actually, they had no worries about the disciples. They were in meltdown. They had run for their lives. The disciples were scared to death. They had it in their mind that they were going to be the next ones that were going to be hanging on crosses around Jerusalem. By Saturday night, it seemed as if the enemy had won. On Saturday night, it seemed that all hope had gone. By Saturday night, no one had a thought of about a resurrection. On Sunday morning, when those two women made their way, sadly, to the tomb, their plan was to embalm the body of Jesus But how many know God had other plans for Sunday morning? Because I have to tell you, that's when God rocked the cemetery. It was on Sunday morning. Let's read about it. It says in Matthew 28 2 and 6. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women, "'Don't be afraid,' he said." I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said it would happen. Come see where his body lay. So here's the scene. The earth is shaking. The women had to balance themselves because the ground under them felt as if it was moving. The soldiers that were sent to guard a dead man are now like dead men themselves. And the dead man they guarded is now apparently alive and well. (laughs) That's a bit ironic, isn't it? But the fact is that Jesus was alive. And the angel who had moved the stone, he sat on it. I don't know how many times I've read that Scripture, but I I don't know how I've missed that. But I've never missed… I've missed that every time I've read it until reading it recently. I always thought that angels stood. I I always thought that um, it it, it was that they stood. But this one sat on the stone that he had just moved… So, do angels take a seat? I guess they do. (laughs) I always thought that angels would be standing, showing off their muscles and flexing their wings and showing just who they are. But no, this one said, I'm just going to take a seat. as if nothing had happened. Unusual. It was all part of God's plan. He had come with a mission. It was to roll away the stone and and to allow Jesus out of the tomb. It was His job. It was His job to announce to these trembling women, He is risen. You know the words, He is risen, Uh, In English, ah, He is risen, of course, but it's one word word in the Greek language. It's the Greek word agathe. It's a Greek word that means to awaken. It means to arise. It means to awaken from sleep. Isn't that a strange word for a cemetery? You always think of a cemetery of a place where people go to sleep. Not this morning. Not on Easter morning. No, it's Agatha. He is awakened. He is risen. Hallelujah. I, I, I couldn't help but say hallelujah then. And you should too. Hey, say the words with me. He is risen. Hey, you just said that as if it was that I asked you to do it. Now say it because you mean it. Alright, one, two, three. He, he is, is. Risen, one more time, come on. He. He Hallelujah. Give him praise right now, friends. Now, if this is all a hoax, then it's a cruel deception. Millions and millions of Christ followers have followed a pipe, pied piper over a cliff. You see, Christianity doesn't depend on what happened on Good Friday. It it doesn't depend on Jesus dying on a cross. It it depends what happened that first Easter Sunday. It, It depends on the truth of Agatha. He is risen. You see, friends, on Good Friday, Jesus had descended into death and the doors of hell slammed clang against Him. But this is the third day. This is not Friday. It's Sunday. And on Sunday and on this day, all hell trembled and demons scattered and the burn, He came bursting out of the cemetery. He came bursting out of the tomb because Agatha, He is risen. Wasn't a ghost. Wasn't risen from a sleep. It wasn't risen from stupor. It wasn't risen from confusion. Not simply a spiritual raising. This was a physical raising from the dead. He was physically raised from the dead. The women didn't see a phantom. They didn't. Uh, he didn't levitate before them. They saw Jesus, assured them, and assured them by his words, he says, it is I, it really is me. Hey, women, it really is me. How many, if you saw Jesus on that day and you saw him walking towards you, you would wonder what was going on. He had to say to them, hey, don't be scared, don't be fearful, it is I, it is me, I am alive and I'm alive forevermore. Jesus. Jesus. He was so physical in the way that he looked that Mary, Jesus' earthly mother, came into the garden, into the cemetery, and she mistook him for the gardener. When the disciples met him, doubting Thomas, he was there, and he reached out his hand to touch Jesus… And his hand didn't go through the body of Jesus, he felt flesh. Because Jesus was physically raised from the dead, alive and well. He was in the very body that he was born into the body that had walked around Galilee, the body that had walked in Jerusalem, the very body that had been nailed to the cross, now was walking out of the grave, alive and very well, and coming out in power, out of the tomb. He told them in Luke chapter 24 and 39, Behold my hands and my feet, it is I myself, he said, Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see, I have. I wondered why, why Jesus was so insistent that they understand that he was physically raised from the dead, that it wasn't a spirit, it wasn't something spooky, it was the fact that he was coming out of the tomb and he was physically alive, raised from the dead. And why is it so important to you as you sit in the Civic Center here on this Easter Sunday? The bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ, let me tell you, is vital to our faith. See, if Jesus only comes to our memory, then He's no different from anyone else who has died. My mom died and I just remember her. My dad died and I I just remember him. But today, listen, Jesus sits in heaven in a physical body that was raised from the dead. Oh yes, friends, He's not in some spiritual body. He is in a physical body raised from the dead. He rules today over all God's creation. And it is the fact that He is risen that is echoing down to us in our generation because it's vital that you and I understand it, that He is alive and well. You see, the fact that God dealt with the grave of Jesus is evidence that He will deal with our graves too if we let Him. You know, I sometimes shock undertakers and grave diggers when I'm doing the funeral of Christians who have passed. They get shocked when I say to them, you know, you're doing an amazing job, but I have to tell you, your work here is going to be disturbed again very shortly. Because Jesus is coming back and Jesus is going to raise this brother and, or raise this sister from this grave. This grave will be disturbed again and there is going to be a physical resurrection that's going to happen because if Jesus lived, we live also and we will be raised into... A new body that's going to be with Him forever. We will have a physical resurrection, brothers and sisters, that believe here today. Angels will say to you and me and billions of others around the globe, Agatha, she is risen, he is risen they will be saying around the globe, as you come up out of the grave, or Jesus comes back, they will be saying, Agatha, He is risen, she is risen, you will have a resurrection like Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 11 and verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in Me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he asked the question, do you believe this? And that's an important question. And let me ask Christians here today, do you believe this? Hey, hey, shout it louder. See, many people may come to you with the solution for a better life for you on earth. But only Jesus comes with the solution for your grave and for your eternal life. Hey, I want to tell you, Confucius couldn't do it. Buddha couldn't do it. Muhammad couldn't do it. But Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall never die. <laughs> and that's what makes Jesus unique. That's what sets him apart. Now, as I was preparing this sermon, I-, I read an email that was sent to a pastor friend of mine, and I got permission to read it to you this morning. It reads like this. It said, Pastor, I- I'm writing to tell you about the passing of my 96-year-old Aunt Judy. Aunt Judy has always been the, f- the, the f- full of life She was a woman with a take-on-any-kind-of-thing kind of of lady. We always had a job keeping up with her, and even in old age she was attempting things that people thirty years younger would never attempt. Well about twelve months ago she had a problem, she had a problem breathing, and they diagnosed a mass in her chest that was pretty much certainly inoperable. She went downhill pretty fast, but it was only in the last three days of her life she needed medication as the pain became unbearable. She was given enough morphine to sedate her to basically keep her in an unconscious state. But in this unconscious state, her sight became clearer and she began to have conversations with people who had gone on before. Before. Her mum and dad and brother she loved, and I was especially blessed, Pastor, as she talked as if she was speaking to my dad. My dad and his brother, Uncle Marvin, were constantly playing practical jokes on her all through her life. She was always referring to them as those boys. I don't know what they were doing or what she was seeing, but just before she passed, when, they, when they, what they were doing made her laugh so hard, she pulled up her knees to her chest and she doubled up laughing saying, oh, I can't believe you boys. And she literally took her last breath and died laughing. The guy writing this finished it by saying, I cannot wait to get to heaven to hear about what she saw when she passed. It must have been something really great. Hey, faithful Christian here today, I I can't wait to find out what you're going to see when you get to heaven, but I can tell you it's going to be something really great. Oh oh, yeah, I I want to tell you what's waiting for us. Uh, You say, well, will I die laughing? I don't know. But this I know as a follower of Jesus, you will die in peace. If you're a Christ follower, if you have trusted your soul and your heart to Jesus... The one who defeated death will defeat your death also, because the moment you stop breathing on earth, you will breathe again in heaven. You are eternal people with eternal destiny. The one who inspired King David to write these words in Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It is, friends, when we come to the moment of our death, it will be that He will meet us and He will walk you through the valley. You can count on it. It is an absolute certainty for those who have put their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ. But what if you've never put your trust And put your soul and your future into the hands of Jesus Christ. I know, I know that there are people here this morning, and some may be watching online, and you've never done that. You've never put your soul and your eternal future into the hands of Jesus Christ. What if you never do You may say, well, John, I I suppose I will have to face death on my own. If I don't put my soul and my future into the hands of Jesus Christ, I'll have to face death all alone. Well, then you will. You will face death all alone. No shepherd to guide you, no savior to save you, But why, for heaven's sake, why would you do that? Why would you face the certainty of death without a faith in the only one that can conquer death? Why would you walk through this life with the uncertainty? And let me say the absolute certainty that without Christ, you will be lost forever in a hellish eternity. You can, you can say yes to Jesus today. Hey, listen, you can say yes to Jesus today. You can say today, I believe in what you did on the cross, and I believe what happened on that first Easter Sunday when you rose again from the dead. You can say yes to Jesus today. No one in this room can stop you. No one can stop you. You can do it. Nothing can keep you from doing it today by saying yes to Jesus Christ, forgive my past and now will you be my soul keeper through death and into eternity. If you do that, the last day of your life becomes the best day of your life. Oh yeah, when you put your faith in Christ, when you have now put the eternal security of your soul in the hands of the only one that has conquered death, the only one that has gone through it and conquered it and said, because I live, you can live also, the only one, you put your faith and your trust in Him. What everyone else fears, and you don't want it to happen yet, But you don't dread it anymore either. You know, I have a hero, his name was Winston Churchill. And um, he planned his funeral service right down to the last minute. And he left instructions that there were to to be two buglers that were going to be positioned high in the dome of the great St. Paul's Cathedral in London. And his instruction was that following the final benediction, one bugler would play the traditional taps, which is of course the universal sign that says the day is over. But then on Churchill's instructions right after taps ended, from the other side of the dome, that great dome, another bugler would play, and he would now play the notes of Reveille. Arise, alive, it's time to get up, it's morning. And it was that he was saying, It may be that I'm saying good night to earth, but I'm saying good morning to heaven. It's saying, I'm done with earth, but now my real life begins. I'm going to be with God and with Jesus forever. He is risen. And death now is no longer the place of the grim reaper. It's the place of the soul keeper. And you know this is true. You know right around this room, you know that you need to get back to God. You know you need to ask Jesus Christ into your heart and life. Some of you have walked with him in the past but you've wandered away. Some of, you, some of you have been close to God in the past, but there's been circumstances and, and people have let you down and churches have let you down and, and this has happened and that has happened and there's been confusion in your life and you've just drifted away from God and God has sent me to tell you today, it's time to come home. It's time to come back. It's time for me to be the center of your life again, says Jesus. You know, you know that you need to put the rest of your life on earth into his hands. You can't let this day of resurrection pass without committing your life and your death into the hands of Jesus. All over this place this morning there are young people and there are older people. And there are some like me, very older people. And you know that God is speaking to you right now by His Holy Spirit. And He's saying, you've got to get this right. Once and for all, you've got to get this right. Once and for all, you need to make the certainty of your eternal future right. People who have walked into this place not sure about heaven will walk out absolutely certain about heaven. People in this place this morning that are going to make a decision because you know you need to make a decision. And I want to help you. I want to help you. In a few minutes, the team are going to sing a song. Before they do that, I want you right now, right now, without another minute to spare, because I don't know if you've got another minute to spare. I, I trust you have. We don't want to carry anyone out this morning. I want you to have a great day. But but I don't know. I don't know how long you got. But But you know, you know right now, I need to get this put right today. I can't go another minute without doing it. And if that's you right now, whether you're young or old, I want you to swallow your pride right now. I just want you to stand where you are right now and say, yeah, I've got to get this right today. Will you stand? Wherever you are. That's right. That's right. Don't be afraid. Stand to your feet. That's right. God is knocking at your door. God is knocking at your door right now. You're saying, don't put this moment off. You, You keep standing, don't sit down. I saw you sit back down. Get back up, I am finished. In fact, I believe there are people sitting down right now that should be on your feet everything inside of you is saying, I should be on my feet. I'm worried what my family will think was sitting with me. Forget them. I want to tell you, on the day of your death, all they'll be worried about is what's in the will and where we're going to get our chicken supper. Come on. You need to get it right with God right now. Right now. If there's anything inside of you saying, I should be on my feet. Get up on your feet right now. That's right. That's right. Come on. That's right. God is speaking. God is moving. You've been away from God too long. Where's the next one? Stand to your feet right now and say yes to Jesus Christ. Don't leave you disappointed that you never made the decision. You need need to do it. Now I'm going to really freak you out now. Because every one of you is standing. I'm coming down here. I want you to come and stand with me down here, all right? The team are going to sing their song. I want you to come and stand with me down here. Don't sit down. Move now. Come right now. Right down to the front.